Not six, five, perhaps four, three, two, one. People of the world, hello and welcome to Marketing as a Foreign Language, episode 181. The main story on the docket today, Facebook office workers returning. Can you believe it? MyNorthwest.com, Facebook to become the first major tech company to bring Seattle workers back to the office. Do I think it's stupid? Yeah. Facebook will allow political ads again starting March 4th. Twitter unblocked accounts that criticized India's government. Now it now its employees are being threatened with jail time unless it blocks them again. That's crazy. Facebook's new AI teaches itself to see with less human help. What's that all about? Google claims it will stop tracking individual users for ads. Will that happen? I'm not sure. Whatever happened to Google Fiber? I remember that being a big deal. Trump's YouTube channel to remain suspended until risk of violence has decreased, says the CEO. And last but not least, LinkedIn profile, uh, Luka Doncic. You know that basketball player? He created a LinkedIn profile and skills include, wait for it, basketball. First story of the day, MyNorthwest.com is where we take this particular article. All links to all articles right there in the description. Facebook to become first major tech company to bring Seattle workers back to the office. Facebook announced Tuesday that it will plan to bring its Seattle employees back to its offices at 10% capacity. This makes the social media giant the first large tech company in the Puget Sound region to begin bringing its workers back in person. In total, Facebook employs over 5,400 people in the region. Now, I think that's dumb. Here's why I think it's dumb. I have a small company, so you can judge me all you want. You go right ahead and you cast stones. That's fine. If you think that it is ignorant of me to say, oh, well, my company can do it. Why can't yours? If you think that's the case, fine. You go ahead. You throw some stones at my face. I dodge them. Here's the reason why. Uh, Facebook has all the money in the world. Yes, they have proprietary software. Yes, they have technology that they want individuals in the actual space. I understand that it is a large company and I understand that it is different than a little internet marketing company in Las Vegas, Nevada called Send It Rising Internet Marketing. I know that. Now, that being said, people die on the road. They die on the road. When you force them to go to an office space, you might actually be killing them, number one. Number two, there's a pandemic. So what do you do in Facebook? Seriously? I don't understand why you're doing this move going, oh, look how amazing we are, how incredible we are. When in reality, you're just forcing people into a potentially hostile environment. And for the people that are like, bah, but we want to go back to the office, fine, fine. If you want to live in the prehistoric ages of going back into the office, then fine. This makes the social media giant the first large tech company. Yeah, we get it. In a statement to the Puget Sound Business Journal, Facebook spokesman Tracy Clinton indicated that offices in Seattle, Bellevue, and Redmond are on the verge of opening again at a scale not seen since the COVID pandemic began more than a year ago, but did not offer a timeline for when exactly that might occur. The 10% of workers Facebook plans to bring back will be prioritized based on those who have been struggling most to be productive from the work from home model. Seriously? Seriously. Officially, the company still plans to continue offering the option to voluntarily work from home until July 2nd worldwide. Here's an idea. Facebook has not evaporated into thin air, as far as I can tell. 
they are still a company that is doing what companies do. They haven't imploded. Ergo, why can't you keep doing that? Less cars on the road, less greenhouse gas emissions, better for everybody, more autonomy, work from home revolution. Facebook, I disagree entirely. Facebook will now uh, allow political ads starting March 4th. Facebook said Wednesday, according to CNBC.com, it's resuming political, electoral, and social issue ads on Thursday after a temporary ban put in place after the November 2020 U.S. presidential election. I feel like Facebook basically just gave up their, I don't know, they're giving up their responsibility. They owe it to the community to actually fight in this space and for them to just throw their hands up to me is weak sauce. The company said in October it would be halting political advertising for an indefinite period after the election to prevent confusion or abuse. I don't think they were ready. I don't think they were prepared. Facebook said Wednesday it's resuming political electoral. Yeah, we got it. The company said in October it would be halting political advertising, blah, blah, blah. Unlike other platforms, we require authorization and transparency, not just for political and electoral ads, but also for social issue ads. And our systems do not distinguish between these categories, Facebook said in a post Wednesday. Quote, we've heard a lot of feedback about this and learned more about political and electoral ads during this election cycle. As a result, we plan to use the coming months to take a closer look at how these ads work on our service and to see where further changes may be merited. Esther Sass writes, 1.27 million direct auto deaths per year based on a 2014 estimate. That is uh, something that we can all avoid by being smart about allowing our employees to work from home whenever and wherever possible. Um, so when it comes to Facebook, it's easy for me to judge. Okay, fine, I get it. Um, it must be incredibly difficult for them as a giant apparatus to understand exactly who is spending the money on what ads and to regulate that is obviously way beyond my pay grade. So here I am being judgy McJudger pants on something that I clearly do not spend my lifetime on. That being said, if I am to be a judgy McJudger pants, uh, then I would say, you know what? Um, you better be ready for next year and the year after that and the year after that, because um, it seems like you were blindsided. It seems Facebook like you weren't ready. Facebook had temporarily lifted the ban in Georgia amid the state's runoff elections, but reinstated it following the contest. It, you can't just, during the most critical moments of any particular political campaign, just say, oh, we're not going to, we're just going to shut it down. This is silly to me. And obviously it makes no sense financially because you're not making the money from the political ads. Is it that we just simply have a campaign, campaign finance reform problem? Is this the issue? Is it that independent actors uh, and governments around the world are constantly trying to sabotage democracy. Is that what it is? What exactly is it, chat? Facebook, you got to get your stuff together. You got to get it together. Twitter unblocked accounts, according to BuzzFeedNews.com, that criticized India's government. Now its employees are being threatened with jail time unless it blocks them again. Ouch, bagouch. The social media company is refusing an order to take down accounts the government wants gone. BuzzFeed reports India's government has threatened to punish employees at Twitter with fines and jail terms of up to seven years for restoring hundreds of accounts it has ordered the company to block. So the ongoing struggle between governments and the global entities continues, specifically Facebook, Twitter, etc. Most accounts were critical of the country's prime minister, Narendra Modi. So if you are a king or... Uh, 
whatever, leader of a com country, a president, and you don't like what Twitter is saying, I suppose uh, you can fight against them. And that's precisely what's happening here on Monday. Twitter, uh, according to the article, complied with the government's order and prevented people in India from viewing more than 250 accounts belonging to activists, political commentators, a movie star, and the Caravan, an investigative news magazine. Most accounts had criticized Modi, India's Hindu nationalist prime minister, and his government, but the company restored the accounts approximately six hours later after a Twitter lawyer met with IT ministry officials and argued that the tweets and accounts constituted free speech and were newsworthy. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Okay, so India's government disagreed on Tuesday. The IT ministry sent a notice to Twitter ordering it to block the accounts once again. So basically... Um, if you are Twitter, you are going to have to have a global team of lawyers to fight uh, these particular battles. And the fact that employees are now being threatened with jail time makes your HR department, I don't know, uh, what would be the word to describe it? Underpaid. Facebook's new AI teaches itself to see with less human help. We've talked about Google AI on the show before. It's called a vision API, and it uh, basically can tell you what it's looking at. Now we're talking about Facebook's new AI. Let's learn about it from wired.com. Most of artificial intelligence is still built on a foundation of human toil. Peer inside an AI algorithm, and you'll find something constructed using data that was curated and labeled by an army of human workers. Now, Facebook has shown how some AI algorithms can learn to do useful work with far less human help. This, of course, is machine learning. The company built an algorithm that learned to recognize objects in images with little help from labels. So in your on your website right now, you are able to name whatever image uh, you happen to be talking about, .jpg, kellen.jpg, doug.jpg. Um, there is something called an alt tag that is meant for folks who are blind to better understand the image. Uh, this is very old school SEO and I would argue somewhat outdated, if not completely outdated, because now we have both Google and Facebook with the capacity to take a look at an image and understand exactly what that image is. Back to the article, the Facebook algorithm called Seer for self-supervised fed on more than a billion images scraped from Instagram. This is why Facebook Instagram is such a uh, deadly combination uh, because they're able to take all of that data that we provide them and use it for things like this, developing AI machine learning vision. Back to the article, deciding for itself which objects look alike images with whiskers, fur, and pointy ears, for example, were collected into one pile. Then the algorithm was given a small number of labeled images, including some labeled cats. It was then able to recognize images as well as an algorithm trained using thousands of labeled examples of each object. So uh, what are the repercussions of this? Well, if Facebook is able to understand all of the images, then it understands um, it can better tool its algorithm to provide you with more of what you like. Ergo, it's more addicting, right? It can give you more addicting content um, because it has a really good understanding of uh, the content in question. So trained algorithms on the rise, 
Next up, we're going to be hearing about algorithms that deal with war. There's going to be drone algorithms. There's going to be bomb algorithms. There's going to be terrorism algorithms. There already are, obviously. Um, but these things are going to prevent um, or cause massive destruction in the future. Welcome to 2021. Google claims it will stop tracking individual users for ads. Google says anonymized group-based internet tracking will be good enough. Oh, really? As Google plans to kill third-party tracking cookies, according to ArsTechnica.com, the company is answering questions about what will replace it. Many people have wondered if Google kills cookies, won't the company just cook up some other method for individually tracking users? Today, Google answered that concern in a post on its ads and commerce blog pledging. It won't come up with, quote, any technology used for tracking individual people. It's all about the masses, we are told. We continue to get questions about whether Google will join others in the ad tech industry who plan to replace third-party cookies with alternative user-level identifiers. Today, we're making explicit that once third-party cookies are phased out, we will not build alternative, alter, alternate excuse me, identifiers to track individuals as they browse across the web. So Google pledging, whatever that means, I pledge. They pledge allegiance to the non-tracking of individuals. Okay, Google. Um, it is possible that they will hold on to this promise. Uh, however, I find it likely, unlikely rather, um, because 10, 20, 30, 40 years, the money, uh, let's say for example, Google starts to hemorrhage money because they are late to the AR revolution, right? Everyone's living in the AR environment. There's a new search engine that, or something search voice Siri based, whatever that starts taking off. Google starts hemorrhaging money. Um, people aren't spending as much money on Google ads anymore because everything is the search um, via voice or literally ads that appear based on uh, where your retina is looking. Like you're, you're walking around your town and all of the blank spaces and all the buildings are filled with ads. Um, you can actually make money, say, with these uh, Google lenses on. You walk around, you, you make like five cents a minute or something ridiculous like that to have ads turned on or you get credits or coupons for companies. I mean, I'm telling you, we're going to be walking around in what some will describe as this heavenly, amazing, incredible um, ecosystem where you have more instant gratification. And of course, on the flip side of that, it would be an absolute hellscape of, you know, like the worst things ever. It just depends how your life is, right? So if you have a bad diet and you're being sold a slew of bad products and you have bad habits, then yeah, um, you know, McDonald's serving ads to you is not a good thing because, you know, your heart is clogging slowly, these sorts of things. You understand what I'm saying. So we'll see if Google buckles under the pressure eventually on that particular pledge. Whatever happened to Google Fiber? This is from CNET.com. After stalled rollouts and a series of setbacks, the future of Google Fiber is hanging by a long, thin strand. If it feels like you've been waiting forever for Google Fiber, you are not alone. It has, after all, been more than a decade since Google's announcement that Fiber is coming. This is why I take everything with a grain of salt when they pledge things or say things. They are a large company. Just because one person at an entity at one point tends to or says something tends not to mean that it will be true forever. To be fair, Google Fiber is a long established or is long established in some areas. Before temporarily halting fiber expansion in 2016, the company brought service to 11 major U.S. markets. Now, just because Google has a seemingly endless supply of capital does not mean that if a project of theirs is not profitable, that they simply aren't going to scrap it. Back to the article, even in those cities, though, Google's internet service didn't reach all or even most households, leaving many wondering when 
and if their neighborhood would be eligible for service. I own some land outside of Bakersfield, California, in a little town called Button Willow, and uh, I have no access to it. Why? Because of easements and land laws and God knows what. And so I can only imagine what the team of lawyers is doing to try to gain access and lay fiber. It, it is a monstrous infrastructure task. Um, and let's not forget that Google is a search company. I mean, they're, this is not necessarily what they do. Um, so good for them for trying, but I understand why it's not going well. To the article. Meanwhile, residents of 34 other metropolitan areas who were teased with the possibility of getting Google Fiber early on are still wondering if it will come to their city at all. So what is the issue? Google Fiber had successfully established service. Um, in addition to Kansas City, Google Fiber's inaugural location. The service is also currently available in Atlanta, Huntsville, Alabama, Orange County, California, Charlotte, blah, 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 blah. Okay, we get it. It's hard. Um, running new fiber optic lines apparently can cost an average of, get this, 27 thousand dollars a mile yeah you can see how that project might not go well trump's youtube channel to remain suspended until risk of violence has decreased ceo says youtube ceo susan i've got to get her name right i can't even pronounce it w-o-j-c-i-c-k-i warned that the channel could face a permanent ban for further violations YouTube will lift its suspension, according to foxbusiness.com, of former President Donald Trump's channel. Once executives determine that the risk of violence has decreased, CEO Susan said during an Atlantic Council forum on Thursday, she said the decision to suspend Trump's account was made after the channel uploaded videos that constituted a violation of YouTube's incitement to violence policy. So we covered this at length during the political cycle, um, the back and forth um, between the left and the right, um, and how you could argue that YouTube, Facebook, Twitter um, are left-leaning enterprises and that there is a new um, birth of social media platforms like Parler, et cetera, uh, that are pushing forward what you could refer to as a right-centric narrative. Now, of course, there's actually nuance here. This is what drives me crazy. I have to speak in you know broad brushes uh, left and right. Um, when obviously there is nuance here, but um, there does appear to be a bifurcation politically in regards to social platforms. Luka Doncic, our final article of the day. This from TMZ.com. This is very important. Pay attention. You don't want to miss this. Luka Doncic creates a LinkedIn profile and his skills include basketball. So there you go. If anyone's looking to hire a two-time All-Star, Luka Doncic is putting his resume on display with the Mavs superstar creating his very own LinkedIn page. And it's as awesome as you would think. The 22-year-old former Rookie of the Year's profile serviced on the job-focused social media site this week, and it's laden with nuggets that would make any company want to add the Hooper to their team. For instance, Luka's experience section includes guard small forward for the Dallas Mavericks, as well as global chief hydration officer for BioSteel, a company he announced a partnership with this week. This actually is brilliant marketing. I thought it was just a joke. And here I am on my show talking about this company that he is now partnered with. Um, and so there you have it. This is what good marketing looks like because it's hilarious on its face. Why would Luka Doncic have a LinkedIn profile? He is obscenely wealthy. Um, and uh, 
<laughs> and here it is just kind of going viral. The biggest flex of all comes from the uh, comes in the honors and awards portion of the page, which lists all of the baller's accomplishments so far in his young career, two-time all-star, all-NBA all first team, NBA rookie of the year, et cetera. Smart marketing. Well done, Luca and friends. Let's recap, shall we? Facebook to become the first major tech company to bring Seattle workers back to the offices. Don't do it, Facebook. Come on. Don't do it. I know that you have ping pong. Okay, I'm not saying that your offices aren't gorgeous, but one, why would you spend all that money on these offices? I mean, they are prime real estate. Just pay your employees more. Here's an idea. Don't spend the millions and millions and millions of dollars for a commercial structure and instead just pay your employees more or give it all to charity. Give it away. Create a nonprofit. Don't spend money on the commercial real estate in 2021. For what possible reason? What's the difference between a computer at an office? I don't get it. So confusing. Don't put your workers on the road. Avoid it, Facebook. Come on, set the example. This is the perfect time for you to go full remote and stay remote and set the example for the rest of the big tech environment. Facebook will allow political ads again starting March 4th. They totally just copped out. They copped out of this election cycle. They were terrified. They were ill-prepared. They were not ready. And uh, they got beat up and they just kind of bowed out and said, you know what? Fine. We don't even want the money. Leave us alone. We don't, don't, don't hurt us. You know, they just put up their hands and just gave up as far as I can tell. Just stopping completely. Like don't advertise on our platform because we can't handle it. We're not ready. Um, so a failure. Hopefully next time around they can figure it out. Twitter unblocking accounts in, uh, that criticize India's government just goes to show that there is a battle between global companies and governments. And uh, now you've got employees of international companies being threatened with jail time because of the decisions of Twitter. Um, I mean, it makes the Jack Dorseys and the Zuckerbergs of the world international kings. Um, they're not just CEOs of multinational companies. They are, you know, jail time is being, you know, this is not you're fired. This is you're thrown in jail. Uh, so crazy the uh, heads between this goes to show how big Twitter and Facebook just goes to show um, how endemic or how prolific is the word, just how ubiquitous, this is the word I'm searching for, um, the culture through extension of the companies of the United States uh, is and how far reaching the impact of our culture is uh, through these multinational companies. Facebook's new AI teaching itself to see with less human help. Uh, the computer can see. There. We've developed an intelligence. You can think of the internet like a giant brain, and the internet can now see, uh, and it can hear. It can literally hear words and write them through auto-captioning on YouTube. So it can see, and it can hear, and it's starting to think. So brace for impact. Uh, Google claims it will stop tracking individual users for ads. Yeah, Call me a skeptic because I am. Uh, whatever happened to Google Fiber? Well, you're not a fiber company, are you? You know, it just goes to show that you can hire some of the best in the world, but I mean, that's not your core competency. And so I am not surprised that this uh, venture is not going swimmingly. Trump's YouTube channel to remain suspended. Yeah, that's because YouTube has the power to do whatever they want. And they're just making a decision in that regard. And uh, last but not least, Luka Doncic creating a LinkedIn profile. Seems stupid, seems ridiculous. Turns out, to be incredibly good marketing. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we had actually a lot of folks on the live show today. 
uh, not from YouTube. I'm not sure exactly where they were coming from, but it uh, could have been Twitter, could have been Twitch, could have been something. But uh, love seeing those numbers pop up. Thank you for joining me for the live show. If you're listening after the fact, you know the drill iTunes, Spotify, or YouTube. If you're watching us on YouTube or even LinkedIn Live, wherever it happens to be, do hit that like button. Do leave a comment. It's all good for the algorithm, even if you just say, hey, much appreciated. Um, 10.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time every single Monday through Friday. Thanks. Uh, shout out to Esther for leaving a comment in chat today. Um, and that is the show. Thank you so much for swinging on by. We will see you next time. Oh, yeah. Drink tea.